Chapter Eleven of Two Maccabees. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Eleven of Two Maccabees, Dewey Rames Version. Lysias is overthrown by Judas. He sues for peace. A short time after this, Lysias, the king's lieutenant and cousin, and who had chief charge over all the affairs, being greatly displeased with what had happened, gathered together fourscore thousand men, and all the horsemen, and came against the Jews, thinking to take the city and make it a habitation of the Gentiles, and to make a gain of the temple, as of the other temples of the Gentiles, and to set the high priesthood to sale every year. Never considering the power of God, but puffed up in mind, and trusting in the multitude of his foot-soldiers, and the thousands of his horsemen, and his fourscore elephants. So he came into Judea, and approaching to Bethsura, which was in a narrow place, the space of five furlongs from Jerusalem, he laid siege to that fortress. But when Maccabeus, and they that were with him, understood that the strongholds were besieged, they and all the people besought the Lord with lamentations and tears, that he would send a good angel to save Israel. Then Maccabeus himself, first taking his arms, exhorted the rest to expose themselves together with him, to the danger and to the succor their brethren. And when they were going forth together with a willing mind, there appeared at Jerusalem a horseman going before them in white clothing, with golden armor, shaking a spear. Then they all together blessed the merciful Lord, and took great courage, being ready to break through not only men, but also the fiercest beasts and walls of iron. So they went on courageously, having a helper from heaven, and the Lord who showed mercy to them. And rushing violently upon the enemy, like lions, they slew of them eleven thousand footmen, and one thousand six hundred horsemen, and put all the rest to flight, and many of them being wounded escaped naked, yea, and Lysias himself fled away shamefully and escaped. And as he was a man of understanding, considering with himself the loss he had suffered, and perceiving that the Hebrews could not be overcome, because they relied upon the help of the Almighty God, he sent to them, and promised that he would agree to all things that are just, and that he would persuade the king to be their friend. Then Maccabeus consented to the request of Lysias, providing for the common good in all things, and whatsoever Maccabeus wrote to Lysias concerning the Jews, the king allowed of. For there were letters written to the Jews from Lysias to this effect, Lysias, to the people of the Jews, greeting, John and Absalom, who were sent from you, delivering your writings, requested that I would accomplish those things which were signified by them. Therefore, whatsoever things could be reported to the king, I have represented to him, and he hath granted as much as the matter permitted. If, therefore, you will keep yourselves loyal in affairs, hereafter also I will endeavor to be a means of your good. But as concerning other particulars, I have given orders by word both to these, and to them that are sent by me, to commune with you. Fare ye well, in the year one hundred and forty-eight, the four-and-twentieth day of the month 
of Dioscorus. In the year 148, according to the computation followed by the Greeks, which was different from that of the Hebrews, followed by the writer of the first book of Maccabees. However, by this date, as well as by other circumstances, it appeared that the expedition of Lysias mentioned in this chapter is different from that which is recorded. But the king's letter contained these words, King Antiochus to Lysias, his brother, greeting. Our father being translated among the gods, we are desirous that they that are in our realm should live quietly, and apply themselves diligently to their own concerns. And we have heard that the Jews would not consent to my father to turn to the rights of the Greeks, but that they would keep to their own manner of living, and therefore that they request us to allow them to live after their own laws. Wherefore, being desirous that this nation also should be at rest, we have ordained and decreed that the temple should be restored to them, and that they may live according to the customs of their ancestors. Thou shalt do well, therefore, to send to them, and grant them peace, that our pleasure being known, they may be of good comfort, and look to their own affairs. But the king's letter to the Jews was in this manner, King Antiochus to the senate of the Jews, and to the rest of the Jews, greeting, If you are well, you are as we desire, we ourselves also are well. Menelaus came to us, saying that you desired to come down to your countrymen that are with us. We grant, therefore, a safe conduct to all that come and go, until the thirtieth day of the month of Xanthicus, that the Jews may use their own kind of meats and their own laws as before, and that none of them any manner of ways be molested for things which have been done by ignorance. And we have sent also Menelaus to speak to you. Fare ye well, in the year 148, the fifteenth day of the month of Xanthicus. The Romans also sent them a letter, to this effect. Quintus Memmius and Titus Manilius, ambassadors of the Romans, to the people of the Jews, greeting. Whatsoever Lysias, the king's cousin, hath granted to you, we also have granted. But touching such things as he thought should be referred to the king, after you have diligently conferred among yourselves, send some one forthwith that we may decree as it is convenient for you, for we are going to Antioch, and therefore make haste to write back, that we may know of what mind you are. Fare ye well, in the year 148, the fifteenth day of the month of Xanthicus. End of chapter 11